Welcome to the Kimmy Travels Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Walter. I am an expert expat and a slow traveler who's been living abroad for nearly 15 years. So imagine my shock when my wings were clipped by COVID. Buckle up as I take you along on my quarantine in small town Texas. Luckily, it hasn't all been misfortune and despair. There have been some sweet, tender moments as well. Find out what it's like for this global girl to be living in a small town world. Hey y'all, welcome to the first officially unofficial episode of the Kimmy Travels podcast. So I had originally decided to roll this out at a later date as an addition to my website. However, Mother Nature had a different idea. If there's anything that I've learned in the past year is that I'm not in control. And this was a hard one for me. So as much as I planned and planned and planned, (laughs) at the end of the day, nothing went to plan. Nothing went according to plan. So why should snowpocalypse be any different? So I just really wanted to share my story of what's happening in Texas right now and also share my feelings about everything that's going on. So it's been one week and two days since I straight up busted my ass. I was preparing for my weekly grocery delivery. I got a text from the driver that just said, hey, Kimberly, I'll be there in two minutes. So I went to prepare for that delivery. So what I've been doing is just setting a couple of chairs out on the front porch. They leave the bags. I wait for them to leave and then I go and collect them. So here I go, opening up the front door. I take one step outside and then there I go. I tumbled down my front steps and landed with a thud on the brick porch. So I had to do a quick body scan, right? Just like, okay, what happened? Is anything broken? I'm not 20 anymore, you know, so I can't just pop up and dust myself off. So once I figured out that nothing was broken, I just burst out into hysterical laughter. I mean, tears were streaming down my face while I was looking for my shoe that I'd lost in the fall. And then, you know, the struggle to stand up on ice just resulted in more, more laughter. So when this happened, I honestly, like in my mind, I could not process why I was suddenly flying through the air. Like I knew that cold front was coming. And in this moment, as I was lying on the ground, it was incredibly cold, right? (laughs) But why was everything covered in ice? So overnight, Texas had gone into a deep freeze. I knew that cold front was coming, but I was wholly unaware and unprepared for the possibility that a layer of ice would blanket the state um, or that what would happen next would be so much worse. So shortly after my fall, you know, I gathered myself, I got my groceries, I turned on the news uh, just to see like, oh my God, what's really happening? And the first thing I see is this report of a 100 car pileup in Fort Worth, Texas. And that unfortunately claimed the lives of six people. So Texas, we were not ready. 
So what happened in the coming days was absolutely unimaginable. We are one year into this pandemic that has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives. We've seen the unemployment rate skyrocket. People are getting evicted and losing their jobs. Our nation has been crippled behind this pandemic. So now all of a sudden, I have to fight to survive a snowpocalypse? Are you kidding me? This can't be real life. Oh my God, please let me off this ride. So here we are. Millions of Texans have lost power in what was explained to us as rolling blackouts. The reality is that these blackouts lasted for hours and days for some people. So the idea behind a rolling blackout is that everyone will lose power for a short time you know, a couple hours, a few hours, uh, so that everybody can maintain their power. The reality is that nothing rolled back, right? Once they cut it off, it was off. So people's houses got cold, so cold that they were forced to leave their homes and brave these icy road conditions just in the pursuit of warmth, right? So some of my family and my friends, they were, you know, posting like, oh my gosh, I gotta go. Where can I go? Um, and even a lot of these cities, they opened up uh, warming centers just to offer some relief. So what you have now is that people are huddled together for warmth uh, in these warming centers with their extended family and friends, all in the face of COVID. It's still very real. The idea that you have to make one life-saving decision that could ultimately cost you your life on the other end is horrendous. I've been lucky because my borrowed house, thanks Grandma Opal, uh, never lost power or heat. So I did lose the internet. Um, so I haven't been able to work now for over a week. Meh, I guess it was a break. Uh, so me and the dog just were kind of staring at each other every day like, what should we do now? <laughs> um, but because the house is so old, it, it's not insulated. And that just means that it's still got really, really, really cold inside. So if you were following at all my Kiemushka Instagram, I was kind of documenting what's happening here. And I did some macro photography. This is one of the things that I did when I had nothing to do. <laughs> so I got out my camera and like, all right, we have to document this. So I've got these beautiful pictures of these ice crystals and, you know, uh, ice formations. But guess what? Those pictures were taken from inside the house. That's how cold it went. That's how cold it got. Um... It was just, it was cold. So all the layers, <laughs> hats, double pants, you know, sweaters, hoodies, all of it, just trying to, to stay warm and kind of, you know, by the, by the heaters. Um, but like I said, uh, I was really lucky because the power never went out. So if I had heat and I had ice formations in my house, imagine, imagine if you don't have heat, just how cold it was going to get in your house. Um, so I did the best I could to winterize the house. So I, I stuffed blankets and towels under the doors. I put plastic over the windows. I, you know, drew the drapes, uh, closed and clipped them with these little clips just to kind of keep the outside out. So I have lived in cold climates before and I'm used to 
unfortunately, <laughs> surviving in those types of temperatures. So your survival in this kind of extreme weather, it relies on proper infrastructure and the equipment. You know, the roads are going to be cleared in a timely manner and sanded and salted. Equipment will be winterized. And even something as simple as having proper winter clothes is going to help you get through it. So as a Texan, my first winter in these extreme conditions was in South Korea. And let me tell you, I was not prepared. Your girl suffered. But you know what? I got it together real quick. <laughs> I got all the thermal undergarments. I had thick socks, winter boots, impermeables. I got a winter coat, hats, scarves, gloves, even hand warmers. I had the whole winter kit and caboodle. Oh, oh, and my favorite thing about South Korea is Andol heating. Andol gives you life. It's heated floors, right? So yeah, I remember coming home after work and just, you know, taking off my jacket and just laying <laughs> on the floor because it was so warm. So if Korea has anything figured out, it's, you know, you have to warm everything. The floors, the seats, even the toilets. You do not know the pure, unadulterated joy of sitting down on an unexpectedly heated toilet seat in the middle of winter. Like, it's just, oh, it's pure joy. I tell you, pure joy. I do miss, I do miss ondol uh, heating. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't have any of those things with me now here in Texas and neither does the average Texan. We don't have just simple kind of warm winter clothes. Um, and that is why we are literally freezing to death. So now that we are over a week into this disaster and the root cause of the power, power failure has been exposed, um, the coldness that I have been feeling has now transformed into bitter anger. I am pissed. So Texas is a hot ass mess of a state who keeps voting for and electing leaders who are anti-science, climate change denying, free market loving fools. So how does that affect our power grid? Well, guess what? It was privatized. Um, so ERCOT, which is an acronym for the Energy Reliability Council of Texas, um, has control over our power grid. And the reason that this is, the reason that it happened was in part to avoid federal regulations. So if you look at the map of the U.S., you've got the East Coast, which is on a grid, the West Coast, which is on a grid, and then lonely little Texas down at the bottom. Uh, we're not connected to anybody, to no neighboring states. And what does that mean? That means that we weren't able to draw reserves from our neighbors, um, which led to these blackouts that did not roll and in fact lasted for days in these sub-zero temperatures. So we were unprepared to survive. So what happened when shit hit the fan? How did the guilty parties respond? Well... By lying and blame shifting, of course. You should have heard the lies roll off the tongue of our Governor Greg Abbott. Senator Cruz fled to Cancun. Ay, Rafa, por favor. Es que, ay, it's inconscionable. 
and then some old fart Rick Perry has suggested that given the choice, Texans would choose to freeze to death, which actually happened, rather than allow for national regulations that could have prevented this very disaster that we are living through right now. Shame! Shame! Shame all the Games of Thrones! Shame! <sighs> okay, well, what's going to happen now? The power is back on, right? People are in their houses. We've got heat again. But who's going to pay? Guess what? We are! <laughs> Surge prices. <gasps> Demand is greater than supply. So we're getting stuck with these big ass bills. The bastards. The very heat that we needed to stay alive, they're going to price gouge. Unfreaking believable. So what else? Water. Okay. We are under a boil water advisory. I've been boiling my water maybe for a week now, but actually I'm lucky to even have water because when this boil water advisory went out, <laughs> some people were like, I don't even have water. And if I did, I don't have electricity to boil it. Um, so the temperatures are rising. Uh, the water pressure is low because of the frozen pipes, because of the frozen everything. So now they're at risk for bursting. So now we've got pipes that are bursting, houses that are flooded, um, on top of the food insecurity that we are all now facing. The grocery stores are empty. Food can't come in because the roads are so bad. So it's just like one disaster piled on type on top of another. It's going to take a really long time to recover from this and maybe even longer to reconcile that the worst of this could have been avoided. The utter failure and indifference from our leadership is astounding. But I mean, what do we expect from people who have told us and shown us time and time again that they will lie, cheat, steal, and step over our cold, dead, frozen, COVID-riddled bodies simply to stay on top? The gaslighting, the blame-shifting, the bold-faced lies, they must be held accountable. There have to be consequences. This cannot happen again. We can't let it. But is that a realistic goal for America, the land of greed, power, and white supremacy? I mean, <laughs> who knows? I can see that a change is coming. Slowly, but it's coming. People are finally opening their eyes to the injustice that so many of us have been shouting about from the top of our lungs for so long. And here's the thing. Once your eyes are open, you can't pretend that you didn't see it right? So, I mean, change is never easy. It always comes with some pushback. The road is going to be bumpy. There's going to be ups and downs, but it is inevitable. We must move forward. Well, I see this, this new United States of America in my lifetime. I don't know, but I'm willing to fight for that change so that future generations don't have to suffer as we have suffered. So now we really only need to get the people that are holding on to this idea of their privilege and white supremacy to stop dragging the rest of us down into the gutter. Our excellence is in our diversity. All right, y'all. Stay safe, stay warm, and don't drink the water. 
Thanks for listening to the Kimmy Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, be sure to share it with others and on social media. You can also leave a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. To hear the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kimushka underscore Kimi Travels, on Twitter at Kimi underscore Travels, or you can visit my website, www.kimitravels.com. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. And remember, enjoy the journey.